Welcome everybody to another episode of Strife Sanctum. My name is Citizen Strife and this week we're going to talk about an old anime from about 20 years ago. That being Full Metal Panic. Now, Full Metal Panic was one of those that I'd had on my list for God knows how long, but I never really got to do it and watch it. And I'd, I'd seen, um, what was it? I'd seen the goofy uh, spinoff called Fumafu and enjoyed it. Um, but I never really dug into the actual show at the time. And I'd always kind of like, it's one of those shows you have on your bucket list, kind of like it's there, but you're not like always looking to see it. And the way I pick shows now, I mean, I pretty much just use Crunchyroll all the time. I don't even have Netflix or High Dive. I should get High Dive, but they don't have it on a um, device that I want, which is dumb. They have it on an Xbox, but they won't put it on a PS4. Maybe they have the last time I checked. I don't know. But whatever, High Dive is doing its own thing. Crunchyroll has tons of shit. Anyway, so whenever I'm looking for things, if I'm trying to find something new, rather than kind of go with recommendations, I just have my backlog of God knows hundreds of shows at this point. Some I've seen, some I haven't. And just randomly select a thing. And one day this came up, and I liked it. And... Like I said, I knew about it, but I didn't know enough. I knew who the characters were, but I didn't know the context of things. So I knew going in what the main players were doing, but this was a much more serious affair. And, I mean, it's still a dorky comedy on occasion. It's an anime. Of course, it's going to be stupid on occasion. But Fumofu takes itself way less seriously. And it's really dorky, but in a good way. Think of this, think of that like the slice of life uh, episodes or like a episodic weird bullshit. And then think of this as the actual thing that matters. And I guess it was popular enough considering they kept the product going, you know, multiple seasons and multiple spinoffs, which I will get to at some point. Um, obviously it'll matter if I have a dubbed version or not. And if I don't, if I don't have one, I'll just knock it off the list and say, Hey, I tried to watch it and I can't. Cause again, I've said before, I don't have the vision. I can't watch a subtitled show. Um, but full metal panic was dubbed 20 fucking years ago and Crunchyroll had it. So yay. Um, overall, really unique because it focuses a heavy bit on technical mumbo jumbo, but it doesn't like overstay its welcome. And it's not like an infotainment show where it drives the point home that this is like mech porn or mecha porn or whatever the fuck, you know, the, the show is like food porn that, they're basically showing you the meal and how it's prepared and how the thing, whatever, you know, that sort of thing. This is, hey, we've got some mechs and we like digging into this stuff, so we'll give our main character a lot of this crazy information and then we'll show you all this crazy stuff. And it'll be cool. But they, they still knew when to dial it back and make mostly stock characters at least enjoyable enough. And... That's really the point. It's not going to win any awards from me in terms of, oh my god, this is a life-changing show or anything, but I enjoyed it enough that it was like, oh, I wanted to keep going when I had the free time to do it, and I was able to watch it. And this was one of the ones rarely gets voted on, you know, because I have the community polls and people are like, yay, let's talk about this. Um, 
So there must be a following to it, you know, so there must be something to the show. And I found it was nice. And even some of the dumb uh, love triangle bullshit was still kind of nice. And it tied well into what I was talking about with Final Fantasy VIII at the time, because I was also playing that. Um, so it provided basically an extreme, like, here's the video game version, here's the anime version, and they kind of work together in a way. Because the three characters I was talking about kind of felt similar to the three I was kind of focusing on at the time as to why I didn't really like Final Fantasy VIII's romance. But I've beaten that dead horse. We, at the time of recording, haven't uploaded the Final Fantasy VIII video, but will before this one. Um, but yes, at the time I was watching this, I was also recording like some weird episode of Final Fantasy VIII and kind of made the discussion. And I'll get to that in a minute. Anyway... We'll get to the characters. The main character is Sosuke Sagara, voiced by Chris Patton. Patton's been in uh, Ghost Stories, been in fucking uh, Razafon, which was a really good Evangelion knockoff. I'll have to get to that someday. Um, const constant ADV stuff, you know, the mid-2000s, even up to now. You'll probably have heard his voice in anime dubs, mostly for Sentai and ADV, but holy shit, is he pretty good. Uh, his Sosuke, the whole thing is he doesn't talk to people or if he does, he is in a mission mode. He's Lloyd Forger if he was a teenager and completely devoid of actual common sense. And he was one of those guys that just basically talks about military stuff and everything is about the mission what he's doing and how he's doing it so he obviously comes into stupidity mode where he's trying to like talk to people like a normal person and can't so that's part of the part of the fun because his interactions with people contrast with his military expertise which you know i would imagine he's well trained and shit otherwise he wouldn't be that and again final fantasy 8 sort of thing think of him as a squall except less moody this is the best way I would put it. Squall if less moody, as a as a precursor. I'm going to use the Final Fantasy VIII references a lot. Um, anyway, he is tasked by his organization known as Mithril to find Konami Chidori, voiced by Lucy Christian. And again, ADV, stuff like that. You've probably heard her voice all the time. And speaking, oh God, I didn't even think. Um, Chris Patton and Lucy Christian are both in Fulminal Alchemist. Derp. Um, Chris Patton was greed. So there, yeah, obvious. I should have mentioned that. Um, Lucy Christian was, uh, what, what was it, Wrath? Fuck, who was it? They changed who the little kid was. Because I don't think in the in the Brotherhood version they had the little kid or the lady. They had different characters. I, I forget which. It's the little kid in the O3 version. Lucy voices that kid. Um, but Cheatery is the super popular girl in school, and she's the fucking annoying bitchy you know type but she's the nice girl on occasion but she's got a mood you know one of those popular people <clears throat> and she takes to sosuke like a fucking oil and water situation which is part of my problem with this show they don't work at all as characters in the, the game is trying to, or the show i was thinking of final fantasy 8 the show is trying to force them to coexist and be together. I said this in Toradora. It's like Aiga and Ryuji. They don't work at all. They don't work together at all. So what is Chidori's whole thing? Why is she so important? Well, apparently she's a person known as a whisper. 
where unbeknownst to her, she has this like crazy skill to like remember and understand technology and can just know things. She doesn't know it. She doesn't always use it. It's like a superpower that only gets engaged when it really fucking matters, right? So people on a different thing want to weaponize it. Spies, cartels, you know, that sort of shit. So they're at odds with Mithril trying to find this girl who's important, but she doesn't know it. So Sosuke comes in and says, hey, I'm going to protect you. And she's like, fuck you, it's dumb. You know, and of course you have the stupid, she's a schoolgirl, so they go into the, all the dumb uh, high school drama, dumb crap. But Sosuke makes it funny. I, I never found that cheatery was all that interesting. I mean, Christian did her best, again. W when I'm talking about characters, I'm usually not talking about performers. I said this in a uh, recent Tales of Arise video or two that I've mentioned. I'm mostly not talking about actors' performances. This is okay as far as a dub goes, but I know these actors are in better things and have done better things, so take that for what, what it's worth. Um, but if you watch the Japanese version, you might get a different interpretation. But for me, when I was watching, Chidori just came off as an annoying bitch and just eh, came at odds with Sosuke. That was the point. That was their relationship. It's, eh, they don't work together, but they're supposed to kind of grow together, but they don't really get together, but they kind of do, and they're, you know, they're doing the will-they-won't-they they thing, and it's fine, I guess. But then you get a character that actually does work well with Sosuke in the form of Teletha Testarossa. Uh, I'll call her Tessa because it's way easier. Uh, she's voiced by Hilary Haig, who was um, the main character uh, Satsuki in Ghost Stories. And she's been in Razafon and other things. Not near as much stuff as the other two actors that I mentioned, but still quite a bit of stuff for ADV. Um, and Testarossa, uh, Tessa's great. Tess is so much better than Cheatery, it's not even funny. Not in the sense that she's just better at everything, just that she's less abrasive. And that's kind of the point. You have this annoying, bitchy high school girl who is apparently this amazing person. And then you have well-trained, well-meaning, undervalued and underappreciated, but put on a pedestal anyway because she's really fucking good at her job, like captain or sergeant or major of the fucking submarine that, that they're running on and they constantly kind of put her down as a like she doesn't know anything but she's like super fucking determined she's like she doesn't come across as somebody you would think that i would like because she's very like milk toast and like eh, kind of meek you know because hey portrays her as ah, it's kind of meek you know but she works better with Sosuke than Cheatery does. That's the thing, is they when they have interactions and the, the whole doomed love triangle bullshit starts, you know, I'm sitting here going, Tessa works better with this guy. They talk about things. They share things they know about because they're better at it. Reminds you of somebody else I can talk about. But anyway, um, that's why I made that whole discussion point in freaking Final Fantasy VIII because we dealt with that situation. And in the different situation of Quistus's situation, like she, like Tessa doesn't come across too forceful, but in the few interactions that Sosuke was interacting with her, they hit it off and had a lot of chemistry, and you know that's kind of what I wanted. And and, and again, you can't want what a show wants versus what a what a um, 
what an author describes, right? So obviously they're going to focus more on cheatery and Sosuke than Tessa, but they do enough that it's like, yeah, that's better. It's like saying, I like Yuna, but Riku's a better fit for Tita's or whatever. You know, similar idea, right? You know, you like a character more and think they would be a better fit for somebody versus the canon relationship of the whatever, you know. So they tease it, right? That's one of those situations. So Tess is in that sort of situation. Anyway, back in normalcy land, important land, and important bullshit, she has to run a submarine. And if I, I remember the pronunciation, Tuatha de Dahan or Danan or something. It's a Celtic word, and I probably butchered it, and I got it right once and failed it twice. I don't know. <laughs> if Kachi and Lenan Sheed are anything to go by, learning Celtic pronunciations is hard. It makes knowing Japanese really fucking easy. And that's why I've, I mean, I've been, I've been around Japanese culture shit for 25 years. I know how to pronounce, you know, pronunciate that shit. Irish stuff, not so much. Um, but anyway, the submarine's fucking awesome and she runs it. So she has to run it and tells Sosuke what to do and how to do these things. But she, again, comes across as very not meek, but determined meek. That's the best way I would describe it. She is supported by several people who know their shit, but she's also no slouch. She also is determined that when somebody calls her out on her bullshit and thinks she's not useful, she comes around and somehow finds a way to not, to, to win out in the end. So she's in that like lovable underdog position. And it's like, I want, I wanted more. Um, but they don't overstay their welcome because it's easy to get a character like that and really drive you crazy. Um, other characters are Curse Weber, voiced by Vic Mignogna, uh, and uh, Melissa Mao, who's voiced by Allison Keith. They work as seconds to Sosuke. I mean, I think Melissa outranked them technically, but essentially they're three peas in a pod, and Tessa outranks them all. So, Curse Weber is just the fucking dirtbag pervert guy but he's pretty good in a fight and melissa mao is the drunk annoying weird bitch you know but playful and just just there to have a good time you know because she's overworked and under underappreciated and uh war sucks and you know that sort of vibe so they work out well so it's a bookish annoying just rams at home type tessa doesn't really have much of a personality other than endless determination. Weber's there to sometimes play the smart guy, but usually doesn't play it too straight. But we'll get serious when the matter calls it. And Mal is there to balance things out by being the fucking rude person. Um, they are tasked as Mithril to find cheatery and protect her from a guy named Gowron, uh, voiced by Mike McRae. Their idea is they're not just avoiding their group but Gowron's group is sort of working for cartels and sort of working for spy organizations and sort of doing you know kind of bouncing around and doing his thing but his whole idea is he knows what cheatery is he, she doesn't and they keep trying to find ways to get her and then perform experiments and weaponize either force her into weaponizing herself or take the information she has and doing it that way and then just you know, killing her outright. And it's, it's, it's a serious enough show when it's balanced out with the love triangle stuff. And honestly, some lackluster school stuff. Like when they do school things, you get some of the Sosuke doesn't know what the fuck to do in a, in a normal situation. And he creates a fucking, uh, 
guard, like a legitimate guard post for a school festival, like an actual like ammunitions tower defense thing, and it ruins their budget. You know, things like that are kind of funny. But when they're sitting there talking, when Cheatery and Sosuke are kind of arguing, or Cheatery's friend is talking, there's not really much there. They do stupid jokes like uh, panty thieving and all that dumb bullshit. You know, it's it's kind of meh. What really helps the show is, again, the focus on the serious military shit. You get to learn about the submarines. You get to learn about the mechs called the arm slaves that Sosuke can pilot. You learn about these crazy-ass higher-end arm slave robotic units that blow shit up. The the spy stuff and whatever is pretty good for a early 2000s kind of minimalist-looking show. And it was created by Gonzo, so obviously Gonzo at the time and probably still is very good at making epic looking fight scenes and mech shit and doing all that crap, and again it's not going to go too far gone in any one direction, it's gonna probably be like 65% war military bullshit and then 35% the kind of crappy story stuff one of the episodes I did like, and this goes back to the Sosuke Tessa thing, was Melissa is kind of like, what are you doing as my captain? Why are you my superior? You've never been on the field. You don't know shit. You're younger than me, you know? So we find out Sosuke has to train her into combat, you know, like a friendly fire sort of exercise. And... Tessa doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. She can't even climb up into an arm slave. So the interactions Sosuke and her have just are, are nice. Cheatery running into Tessa and them finding out that they're both rivals for his affection. And Sosuke's kind of duh on the whole, on the whole like girls thing, you know, um, it, it's somewhat charming. It, it's really nice. Again, there aren't always good things. I think the villain is fine. He he never struck me as somebody that I was always threatened by, but I always felt that, okay, I can understand why he'd want it. A, a lot of the show falters because Cheatery is given so much screen time because she doesn't come across as anything special. Despite the fact that he, she and Tessa are both these important, like, we know all this information and technology, so they're chasing me. So she's like a damsel in distress in the guise of a of a snooty, sundere bitch girl, which kind of sucks because they focus on the bitch girl part way too much rather than, okay, what is the mechanism behind her being so important and what is her situation? She gets moments here and there where she's less annoying, but when you balance out all the other Keras members being really good, she's just kind of and doesn't do much for me. And then you add in the lackluster school stuff where they're high schoolers and they do high school things. And some of the episodes are, are dumb cliche episodes. Like, of course, we got to have a whatever beach episode or pool episode. Or, and then we got to do the festival and, you know, those tropes. It's inoffensive. It's dumb. And at least the show's 24 episodes. So you get a lot of time to do the spycraft and mech stuff. If you're looking for spycraft and mech stuff, you're going to get more of that than the kind of bleh, school stuff. And that was fine. That was good for me. Because, again, I watched Fumofo and had fun, but I think this was better for me 
because the older I get, the less I'm really inclined to like stupid bullshit, unless the characters themselves grab me. And as I've said, most of the characters are likable enough. The dub cast I've heard for 20 years, I know them by this point. And no, they usually don't suck, you know. Cheatery's character notwithstanding, which again is a character issue, not Lucy Christian, because goddammit, she's good at her job. Um, so again, minor quibbles aside, Full Metal Panic is definitely something I would watch. It's not going to be anyone's best show unless they're really, really into mech stuff and really, 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 really think that the the, the nuts and bits and crannies of all that shit and the submarine battles and all that, it, it's there. It's good enough that I want to see what happens to the rest of Full Metal Panic and try more, but I'm also not going to sit here and say it just blew me away. Uh, one of these days I'm going to talk about, say, Case Study of an, uh, Vanitas, as far as a show that I hadn't seen. Like, that was a show that grabbed the hell out of me, right? This was, I liked it, it was fine, I'm okay, you should enjoy it too. If the school stuff's not to your liking, then maybe the anime mech stuff will grab you. And if not, well, maybe the school stuff will be more your speed. Maybe you're less inclined to hate, you know, cheatery and think she's great. I don't know. But that's just my opinion. The benefit of having a podcast is I can have an opinion and try to discuss an opinion and see if these reviews help people make a decision on whether to watch a show or reflect on a show and think that they're fine. But that'll do it for today, before I keep rambling on about nothing. And let's see what we have on our docket, because we've done a majority of the, of the stuff that I've been wanting to get to. Um, now that we're in the phase of community, um, community votes... I do have ideas of what I want to do, but I'm also not beholden to them if people decide we want to listen to this review first. We want to do this review. Um, next one I'm going to do is East 9, Monster Knox. I spent a good month or so going through the old East games, whether I played them or I just watched them on YouTube. And Monster Knox is pretty good, but a lackluster follow-up to... Uh, East 8, which is still the gold standard. We got the announcement for East 10 Nordics, which should be interesting. I just wish Dogie was fucking playable. But we'll talk about 9 when we get to it. Um, next, next, um, another video game. I have to, actually, I have to, have to change my list. I have two games in a row and then an anime. I'll have to switch that around. So, after East Monstrum Knox, we're going to do... Uh, how heavy are the dumbbells that you lift? Really, 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 really fucking good infotainment show. I was a personal trainer uh, about 10 years ago, yoga instructor as well. Knowing that there was an anime, as dopey as it is, that showed you proper form and proper exercise techniques and proper motivation and how to lose weight and do all that shit and have a banger of an opening and ending, like, yes, sign me the fuck up. I love that show. I rewatched it last week. Yes, I loved it. And that's that's what I'm excited to talk about again. And then we will, uh, like I said, switch the momentum. We were going to do this on the 23rd, but uh, we'll do this on the 30th instead. We'll do Shantae Half-Genie Hero. This is another game series I heard about but never really dug into, and now I'm wholly invested in it. Um, holy crap, Shantae's really fucking good. It's a nice comedy set in kind of the Middle Eastern anime-ish looking weird place, and Shantae's funny, and 
Risky Boots is funny and you know, most of the characters. It does not take itself seriously at all, but it has good visuals, great music, and the combat and, you know, platforming is pretty solid. And I'm really glad that people voted for this. I mean, I've got tons of other stuff I want to do, but I've got endless amounts of sub subjects to talk about, so I'm not really lacking for things to do. Um, and that's cool. That's the important thing because the games are not going away. The anime aren't going away. This is stuff I would do on my days off anyway. So now I can just talk about them as reviews and see if you guys are interested or just rattle off things that you've enjoyed um, about these products. And it's nice that people are voting on these things too because then they can say, hey, I want to hear you talk about this franchise that maybe somebody you've heard of, maybe you haven't. I want to get into stuff like 90s cartoons and uh, talking about maybe sports on an off day. You know, just a, a random episode of junk so that's not a game review or a uh, anime review. Something different, like the 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 SNES grab bag that I did a few weeks ago, or it was a month ago, I guess. Stuff like that. So I'm gonna dot those around here and there. We still got a ways to go until the hundredth episode, but I'm going to leave that as assured. I'm not gonna tell any. I'm not gonna tell anybody what the episode's gonna be because it's still like twenty episodes away or so. But other than that, everything going forward is going to be, you guys can tell me what you want. And if any of these things interest you, you know, in those polls, because you only get like five choices. That's the one thing I'm annoyed with the YouTube uh, community section is I have to go like, which five of these things would you want? So I have to go, I really want to talk about these things. So I have to kind of like make them into a thing, right? So these, these are platformers or these anime are similar or this one was from the 2000s. You know, that sort of thing is in my mind barring all the other stuff that I want to watch or talk about. But, on occasion, like the 100th episode, I do have something I'm going to talk about. I have absolutely made sure that that is going to be the 100th episode. I'm not going to give away what it is, but I will say this much, it is going to rival Final Fantasy VIII and Persona Five in terms of, oh shit, I have to talk about this for a long fucking time. Um, so... Bear that in mind for what it is. But I do enjoy these things, and I'm happy that people have been, you know, watching more of my gameplay stuff and watching these reviews, and I hope you guys keep enjoying them. So please like, comment, subscribe, all that technical promotional bullshit. I'll see you guys next time. Citizen Strive, signing off.